somebody looks glam today. Okay, welcome to For the Love of Chad with Allison and Sarah. Hello. We right now are getting ready for our first guest on the podcast, the Lost Stars. Thrilled for this. You should see Sarah right now. She's <laughs> slam AF. I have to go to work after this for everyone, and um, my coworkers are going to be shook because the yeah. last time I have put both makeup and scrubs on my body was at least a year ago. Definitely before we wore masks. Um, maybe before that. Because children don't care what you look like. <laughs> and she recently got her hair done. So she is a blonde bombshell right now. Oh, yes. You know, I um, have also, I'm going to Florida next week, trying to get, you know, that base tan. So every time I lay out, it's just getting lighter by the day. Okay, because you look so tan right now. And I <laughs> thought it was just makeup. No, no, I've been laying out, getting ready. So um, I'm not a piece of crispy Kentucky Fried Chicken next week when everyone else is a bronzed beauty see i put on spf 50 before i even walk out the door anytime anytime i i will still fry i usually get like one good fry of the summer but you also lay out in the sun i don't i put on spf 50 just to go to the mailbox outside (laughs) well i don't go to my mailbox so (laughs) yeah i realized that i sent you something and i was like so are you going to go get your mail? You're like, I don't do that. I'm like, maybe you should start today. I know a friend from college was like, you haven't said anything about the save the date that I sent you. And I was like, oh yeah, it's great. Oh, it's postmarked like three months ago. <laughs> yeah. You have so many weddings that you're invited to supposedly. I would think that you'd be checking your mail more often. It's just in such an inconvenient location. If my mailbox was in my building or I had to walk near oh, it to get here. to my door. Heck yeah. Hey guys. What's up? Hey, Hello. What's up? How are y'all? Good. How are you? We were Great. Just, we were just chit chatting. We're excited you guys are joining us. Yeah. Yeah. No yeah. We're excited <laughs> for it. I'm Charlie. I'm Damien. Do you guys live in Nashville now? Yes. Is that right? Did you just move? You are you from there? We just moved in like 2014 and 2012. <laughs> oh, okay. so like not that recently. I just not- moved to Nashville, <laughs> but like a year ago. So more oh, recently. <laughs> Sarah is very fresh to the Nashville scene. Yeah, came like right in the middle of the pandemic. It was a great time for like a cross-country move. Are both yeah. of you in Nashville? I'm in Chicago. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Yeah. Love so Chicago. We know each other from University of Dayton in Ohio. We went to school together. Oh, cool. So, okay. To the listeners, you guys are Damien and Charlie from Lost Stars. You guys came out with an amazing song called Here's to Being Single. And that I feel like could be everyone's anthem right now who is stuck in pandemic dating. It was already tough enough before the pandemic. And now it's just like a whole other level. Yeah. You guys went viral on TikTok. So how was that? Surprising. Cool. I mean, we weren't really expecting it. (laughs) No. It's been fun. Yeah. It's been very fun and like almost surreal, you know, like just, yeah, of, of the things that we've posted I don't know if this was the one we expected to like pop off, you know, but yeah, because you guys have been also, around also, for a while. There's something about tr- like, yeah. I don't know if it's a psychological thing, but there's something about like when y- you're almost not trying too hard. It's like kind of annoying the things yeah. you're like really trying hard. You're like, this is going to be great. This is going to be awesome. 
it's going to go up and it's going to do really well. And then it does subpar. But then the thing that you're like, just like not really thinking about, let's just do it. Yeah. So it's kind of annoying, but I mean, like when we posted freeing at the same time, yeah. Yeah. Very freeing of, of just the universe being like, Hey, stop worrying about that. All, all that ish, you know? Yeah. Whatever's meant to be will be. Right. And at the time it was kind of nice for us because we were kind of in a, like a dark and dreary place, the two of us. And so like, I was just like, we got to do something like, let's, let's just go out on the back porch and record one of our songs. We just got to do something to get out of this funk. And it was just like crazy. (laughs) Like before before we even went to bed that night. So funny. I feel like the back porch vibes were like, it's, it's the whole element. It's like the ambiance. You feel (laughs) like you're in the back, in the back porch with your friends, just drinking a beer, just talking, like having a good chat. And then it's just such a good beat and such like, it's so catchy too. Thank you. Well, thank you. Yeah. Um, so did you guys also get like a lot of girls sliding into your DMs as well? Has this helped the dating life for you? <laughs> not uh, not going to lie. Uh, I recently made my Instagram private. Yeah. So yeah, I post- a lot. Yeah, I, I would imagine so. I posted a video on TikTok, just like a date me application. And I was no, I didn't get as much engagement as you guys, like nowhere near it, but I almost threw my phone in the trash, like deleted TikTok. Something about guys, sometimes it seems like once you give them some idea that there's an opening, they just go for it way harder than. As a guy, I fully back that statement up. Charlie's just very transparent. (laughs) Like, I feel like you could get less than a thousand views and get like 50 plus DMs. Yeah. (laughs) Just by opening that world up to someone. That's probably accurate. Yeah. Because Allison and I, I like refuse to make my stuff public. And Allison's been public since the beginning. And I'm always like, maybe I should go public. She's like, no. (laughs) Yeah, I kind of did. I kind of did the opposite where my like, like my my personal Instagram had been private for so mm-hmm. long and then you know past couple months I'd been getting just so many requests and I'm yeah. like looking through them and I'm like do I know this person and I'm bad at even if I don't know someone I'll be like yeah you can follow me but I'm not going to follow you haha <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, Very but selective was, yeah yeah no but there was, <laughs> I was like this is getting too much script public and yeah and then it just accepts them all at once you don't have yeah. a headache of it yeah but i'm very I, I don't know if i'm i it'd be probably a good idea to go back to private <laughs> yeah were you but guys hesitant? Go ahead, were, go ahead. Were you hesitant to get on TikTok? Because I know that was a big point of contention for Allison and I. We were like, I think we're too old. Like, I think TikTok's for the young people. And then we're like, we're just going to do it and see what yeah. happens. Well, I didn't think anybody was going to see it. So <laughs> yeah. I think it's like equal parts laziness slash probably frustration. I think this goes through a lot of musicians' minds <laughs> in particular of just like, no, I want to make music. I don't want to be some like, online influencer i want it to be about music and and art and like i like you got people all the time like if you take meetings with anyone in the music industry or anyone that's gonna help you with your career or give you pointers they're always the first question is so how's your tiktok and yeah 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 that's that's fascinating Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, well, I mean, what and, do your numbers look like? And, but like <laughs> three years ago, they were doing the same thing with Instagram. Yeah, you know, and, and Vine was a Vine was a thing where they were picking and YouTube. I loved before. Vine back in the day. <laughs> what a great throwback! But that's so funny that people care now. I mean, actually, like it, it really does matter. Um, like, I guess peeling back the curtain behind the music industry stuff a little bit. It's just like, um. <laughs> you'd think that the music is really important and it is, Mm -hmm. but it's almost more like people want to be like, yeah, okay. You've got music. Sure. But like, are people following you and listening to you and interested in your music? Yeah. Because you might have the greatest song in the world, but if you don't have any fans, I don't know what to do with you. Yeah. That's so interesting. So that's actually a huge thing. And it's frustrating as an artist because you're just like, I just want to make dope art. Yeah. I don't, don't want to be confined to anything. You just want to do whatever feels right to you. Right. And my, my big frustration, I suppose, with TikTok and what took me a while to get on board with it was like, all right, I had to jump such a hurdle to like five years ago for me. Like to mm-hmm. I, I had to jump such a hurdle to like be comfortable on Instagram. And now I'm like, yeah, I like this. This is cool. You know, and I do that, you know, like do the stupid stories on our, you know, I'm freaking love that stuff yeah and then it's like now you're telling me i gotta do another one damn it i don't it's like a full-time job yeah i don't know like how you guys do because i've got a full-time job and me making like one instagram post feels like it takes so long i feel it is kind of like a full-time job but you get in a rhythm and you just gotta stick with it because it's just like and then you scroll through them as you're doing it and you're like okay this is freaking awesome yeah <laughs> like, that's funny oh that's interesting <laughs> yeah the clickbait <laughs> action is wild <laughs> you can get down yeah. a black hole really fast <laughs> yeah and, and that's the unfortunate thing that i think was part of the like ego and like annoyance thing is like uh do we have to put a clickbaity sentence before every video but like mm-hmm. the ones that we do do that on do better so yeah Screw it. i guess it's I, what I the think, people want well i think that the, the, the frustrating thing about tiktok as well is that TikTok almost rewards you for doing the, exact doing the same, same thing. thing as other people. Yeah, like all the viral videos and the yeah. trending dances. It's very hard to be like the starter of a trend. You yeah. almost get rewarded more for doing what the algorithm thinks like is doing well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, even very just by true. starting your video off saying like, hey, I wrote, we just wrote this song about this and this and that. And it's like, got to be something spicy. And then people... <laughs> People will listen <laughs> and, the then, and then they decide like whether it's good or not after that. But the, fortunately people decided that it, for the most part that the song was pretty cool. And like, it's so funny. Like how many people were just like, I thought I was going to get Rick rolled or I thought I was about to, <laughs> or I thought I was about to listen to like some dorky song, whatever. And like, they're like, Oh shoot. Like this is a legitimate song. Can That's we? Really- yeah. We, we, we should Rick Wolf you. That should be one of our... <laughs> yeah, I think that should definitely be yeah. next on the... Like, hey, we're going to leak this song. Do we get... Yeah, and then it's... I'm really looking forward to this. Amy imprinted a seat in Charlie's head yeah. now, and now Charlie's not going to be able to think of anything else. No, I won't. No, <laughs> I've, got, I've, I've got several of these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another one of mine that just spill it a little bit is uh, a mashup of uh scooby-dooby-doo oh, where yeah. are you 
and I'm so sorry. I cannot sleep. I cannot dream tonight. You know? Wait, that is great. So <laughs> I love amazing. it. You you have got so, something there. Yeah, for sure. So a little Quite catchy. insider tip if anyone out there steals that. It came we from will here. know it came where it originated. Here, but also kudos to you for having the gumption to follow through with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. That is great. So when how did you guys you start like, doing music together? Like, when did you guys meet? Technically, we met in high school. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, like, um, we were... Technically. Technically, we met. Well, did we not? It's like, well, I mean, like, well, when you think about music, it's like, yeah. uh, uh, before Lost Stars was even a thing, we were making music together. Like, yeah. a whole, like, other lifetime ago. Because when yeah. we were in high yeah. school, I was in this band with my twin brother and some other guys, and our guitarist bailed and my brother asked him to play guitar for that band band for a couple of years before I joined. Yeah. And then we kind of became friends ever since then. So we were playing like alt rock music in high school. And then I ended up leaving to go to Nashville. And then two years later, Charlie decides to do the same thing. And then we kind of pick things back up from where they were. Like there's kind of like a gap in our friendship where we didn't really see each other. And then we started spending a lot of time, together again and then we would just go to each other's dorm rooms and like work on random music projects and then that's kind of like where it all kind of started so then I got convinced to start an artist project from some people and he was in my backing band and then yeah and then from there there was just well shoot we're having a lot like we're all like having fun with this why don't we just make it a project and yeah a lot of fun so music really brought you guys together. Absolutely. Literally, we That's met a story. in high school pet band. Yeah, like yeah, okay. like, like yeah. Um, <laughs> like if it wasn't for music, drums. I would have never known. Him, no. Oh wow! Which I've never really thought about before, but. That's like no. a kind of nice little sentiment. Yeah, that's yeah. so cute. <laughs> Does the Lost Stars have a meaning behind it, or is it just like a random name? there's yeah there's, there's like some meaning behind it i guess it, it but also there is an element of randomness to it because like when we were trying to figure out the name for this band i remember we were like on the floor of my apartment we, we like recently decided no this is a project and we were going to unveil ourselves to Ooh. nashville upcoming, upcoming gig we had and it was going to be like our first show together show as a project you know but we were like yeah. we need a name we need a name and we bounced so much and it's like oh yeah no 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 we, we'd be like yeah that's cool and then find out somebody already two hours it. either that or like two hours later be like no, no never mind that's stupid yeah <laughs> but, um, there's there's a movie called begin again okay. uh that it's about a producer who finds a songwriter and who the songwriter is just visiting New York and he sees her on stage and you know crowded bar nobody's listening to her and this producer sees her and he's like whoa I hear something in that that's cool and then it's it's this story of their little journey from there that's and, with Mark Ruffalo right yes mm-hmm. okay. and, yes. Nightly. and the like main leading song title song whatever from that movie was called Lost Stars okay oh. Yeah. I haven't seen it. I remember the trailer though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good movie. It's a very good movie. And I'll have like, to watch. And yeah. it's also got uh, what's that late night? The late late show. Uh, uh, James oh, Corden. James Corden's in it. Okay. Yeah. 
and then also Adam Levine and CeeLo Green. Okay. Yeah. Adam Levine and CeeLo Green. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. They, I enjoyed watching them on The Voice, and then I kind of petered off of that show. Have you guys ever thought about, or have you ever auditioned for a singing competition? We've got, we've, we've. Talked- I don't know if I can say this. Um, That's okay. You don't have to. <laughs> I'm trying to blow. Your Maybe cover. something there's, mysterious. There's, we haven't gone on anything yet. Yeah. We we're we're open to it. You yeah. Especially yeah, if it makes sense. So how do you guys think the um, dating life is in Nashville? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So it's really great is what you're saying. Sarah hates it. Sarah hates it. Awful. It's one of the worst cities I've ever dated in. I've moved several times. So I feel like I've surveyed many seats. Yeah. And this is not my favorite. <laughs> you're quite no. the, the dating connoisseur of various cities. <laughs> I guess that's what happens every four years when you're like, I need a new job and I need to live in a new place. And yeah. you just Wait, where all have you, where have you lived? Like, so I grew up in Ohio, went to college okay. in Ohio. What, um, what part of Ohio? Columbus. Oh, we love Columbus. Oh, it's great. I did love it, but I'm like, I don't know if I need to live here my whole life type of thing. All good. Yeah. Once you've been to like one Ohio State game, you've been to them all. And so I was pre-med in college. And then I was like, I don't want to go to med school. And I went out on a limb and I was like, I'm going to be a high school teacher. So I moved to Rhode Island. I taught anatomy at an all boys high school in Rhode Island. Yeah, we both went to an all boy high school. Imagine the situation you would have been. Little 22 year old me, the nearest female faculty member to me was like a 90 year old nun. And then yeah. there's me teaching anatomy and sex ed. Like that's superb. Yeah. That's Great yeah. idea. Yeah. Um, so I did that for four years. <laughs> Shockingly, <laughs> I survived. <laughs> yeah. And then I moved to Boston and then I went to nursing school in Boston and lived in Boston for like three or four years and then just moved to Nashville. Okay. Yeah. So the Nashville dating scene is the worst. your favorite. No, I get, I think Rhode Island was the worst actually, because I think you forget how small the state is and the school that I taught at was a pretty big school. So you either like could not go anywhere where you didn't know anyone or where like a student was trying to be like all up in your business. Like the number of dates that I went on where like a kid's parents were like at a few tables over and they're like, oh my God, our son's teacher. I'm like, fuck me like i'm this is it i'm gonna die alone this is not worth it anymore so much of like songs and like movies and everything about like small town life is like mm. very country like uh you know midwestern stuff but it's like yeah it's interesting. yeah rhode island is kind of like if a small town had big energy but yeah. it's still small yeah like this you could not go anywhere and not know anyone Nashville's a close second for the bad dating. (laughs) I feel like I need to give Nashville a chance non-pandemic. I've only lived here during the pandemic. Is it is it the people or is it the city? Or is it the situation? I feel like it's so much is the situation. I feel like right now it's the situation. So I'm trying not to be too harsh on it. Yeah. But TBD. Still up in the air for me. Like yeah dating for me is i don't know my my thoughts are i think it would be shitty to date me (laughs) (laughs) really the 
authenticity. Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm not gonna hide from that. The fact that like I. So you're the yeah. problem with the natural uh, yes. dating scene. Yes. Like, I am so not like a exhibit A. Exhibit <laughs> A. Yeah. No. Like I'm. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I, Are you both single? I'm not. Just me. Oh, okay. Just you. Okay. <laughs> Have you, though, had to navigate the Nashville dating scene previously to be, and being in a relationship, or you've been in a relationship the whole time? Um, no, I, I definitely was in and out of a few okay. relationships in Nashville. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I, well, it's, like, confusing because, like, a lot of my dating experience was, like, during college, not during, like, this moment mm-hmm. in time. So, like, a lot of that was influenced by the college scene, you know, like, yeah. being around so many people, and they're there all the time. Like, I feel like this is kind of, like, something that kind of ties into friendships as well, but yeah. I feel like one thing that I really notice and am, like, concerned about with my friends and stuff, especially the more extroverted friends that I have, mm-hmm. is once they leave that college environment, they don't know what to do. Because, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they were just able to go knock on somebody's door and say, hey, what are you doing tonight? Or a quick test saying, hey, come to the cafeteria or, hey, we're going here. And it's like, it's amazing how many of my extroverted friends, like, don't hang out with people or have trouble, like, going on dates because yeah. it's not as easily accessible, which I find yeah. really interesting. But um, so I feel like that's the first big, like, roadblock in my mind. But that's got to be, like, times 10 with the whole, like, Oh, are you okay with me? Do you, should we yeah. date on Zoom? <laughs> like, Can we have a date at the park? Well, yeah. Allison yeah. has done the Zoom dating. I, oh, yeah. I'm not here for it. You didn't tell um, me what a Zoom date Yes, is like. she has know. been on multiple group dates via well, Zoom. Because we did applications <laughs> from the TikTok. We took applications and then okay. because there were just so many. And then I did a group date. <laughs> so but many. I have done like FaceTime and Zoom dates like aside from that. And it's okay. not ideal. Like understanding someone's like chemistry and like your attraction virtually is so difficult. And then it's like, how long do you just sit and stare at a screen? Like I would prefer no more than like an hour, but I feel yeah. like some people want to talk for like hours, but it's it's so weird. It's hard to get to know somebody. And like, I feel like body language and actual presence with someone says a lot about like, your inner like yeah. your chemistry i mean oh, yeah. i don't need to start like sucking face with the person <laughs> but like just like even just posture or something says oh, yeah. so much to me for sure aura is everything yeah I yeah feel like. it's like it's like almost like the sixth sense of like some like energy that you can feel radiating off a person that you can't always quite put into tangible words yeah and so and like exactly for better it, or for yeah. worse i mean you can be really bad at reading that uh, yeah. but um like it's really hard to tell like through just like text or mm-hmm. like the message part of tinder or like i've done that before where where it's like we'll we'll match on tinder and then we'll talk for like two weeks and it's just like boom 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 so much and then i meet them in person and i'm like oh feel, this is yeah this i feel not what i was yeah. aiming for like <laughs> I feel like sometimes when you talk virtually for so long and then you meet in person, it just, it, I don't know if it's just the expectations that have been built up that makes it like not that great, but I find that happens often. Yeah. I feel like the message thread is almost like Photoshop for your 
like verbal chemistry. Oh, hundred yeah. percent. You can you can craft and be crafty, take all the time you need. Yeah. And it's like then you get this idea about a person, like what their voice might sound like, how they carry themselves. Oh, that was the weirdest. That's so oh my god, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just texting with someone and then that you've never met. Yeah, and then like the phone call and was like, oh. The voice is cool. not what you had expected. Right. Like, yeah. Surprised, like the voice, it does play a big role into your attraction to someone. Yeah, one hundred percent. Imagine like, like you, you're you're texting someone that could be very attractive. I don't know. Their photos might be misleading, mm -hmm. and then you like have this idea about it, and then you decide like, oh my gosh, their voice <laughs> is really annoying. Yeah, yeah that's not good. <laughs> well, no. I think I have like a fairly high pitched voice. And I've gone on a date with somebody who had a much higher pitch voice than me. And I was like, oh, I don't think this is going to work out. Well, I, mean, I feel like the, the thing about dating and like saying this can sound like it's really heavy handed, but it's like it's an investment in, in a way, right? Yeah. So it's oh, like true. you got to be like about a lot of things. And the real way to know is like being around someone. So living in... Mm -hmm first of all a virtual age where you connect with people without having to even be around them and then add the COVID thing into the mess is yeah. like probably why it, I know so many people that find it so unsatisfying and I'm like how did it go with that date tonight and they're like yeah <laughs> so no, build up to is, nothing yeah honestly eh, though is better than the worst night of your life <laughs> I'll take eh, any day <laughs> over terrible but I don't know if you all have had this experience too like now that we like have a podcast and we've shared like personal stories about our life there were definitely people on Allison's dates that like studied the podcast and like studied thing that we things that we've said okay. and like put out there and then they start kind of like being calculated about what they're saying and like trying to play into what they know about yeah. you based oh on she things said that she likes this. in public <laughs> And, and it's that, like, you don't really know that about me because I've told you, you know, because you've kind of like studied me, you know? No, I, I, I feel that. And I, again, I'm just coming off like a giant piece of shit. But like, <laughs> and I've done that where it's like, I'll, I'll see someone and be like, oh, cool. And then I'll go and look through their Instagram and be like a fucking creeper. And <laughs> oh, we like, stalk. We stalk. Yeah, We're not saying we to. don't. Yeah. Okay. Okay, okay, that's good. Yeah, that's, I, I like that reassurance. People do thing. their research. Yeah. Yes, but so, Allison are, yeah. and I are split on this. Allison tells the guy that she stalked them. Yeah, I, I feel do like not we all yeah. do it. But she just comes right out and is like, yeah, I've been stalking you for days. <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's a completely situational thing, you know, where it's, it's like, oh, I saw that you went there that one time. Or yeah. yeah. Like, I saw that trip, like okay and then it just kind of hints at it but yeah yeah but meeting if I meet someone on a dating app and, and I'm going on a date with them I do try to limit whatever I do beforehand just mm -hmm. to yeah. like okay let me try to make this as like I have dinner. learned that I I have definitely yeah. dialed it back because <laughs> Because yeah. sometimes I dig a little too deep and then I start to second guess and then I get nervous, cold feet. And then I'm like, never mind, I don't want to go on the date. And then I kept doing that for like uh, the longest time. I'm like, Allison, you need to stop talking yourself out of this and just go on the dates yeah. or else you're going to die alone. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> Those no. are the options. <laughs> I feel like what's interesting about like all of that is I feel like one we set all of these crazy expectations 
but then we don't want to follow through on any of them. Mm. And it's like this like dumb yeah. game that we keep playing where like, oh, I like like when you yeah. said the person was like studying the videos, like, oh, I need to know that like what to do in this situation or that situation yeah. so that it goes well. But I also need to look cool. But I also need and it's just like, I don't know, yeah. what if you I feel like people are just so afraid to be honest with each other or just be like, hey, I'm really excited to be here. This is super cool. Like, I like you. Yeah. Like, yeah. God forbid you said that. Like, so many yeah, people. Yeah, I feel like transparency is key, but nobody's nobody. bold enough. Except yeah. for nobody's Charlie, who says he's the problem with <laughs> dating in Nashville. <laughs> I, maybe my transparency is my issue, but like, I'm the like one where it's like, hey, I'm so sorry to do I thought it'd be fun like I thought it'd be a good idea to go on a date even though I have no intention of like jumping into a relationship and and that's that's something that I that I'm like learning not to do that's yeah like, that's, that's very not kind of you trying to be open about that you know like yeah. hey, I'm really sorry I had fun with you but I don't see this moving much yeah. forward yeah and do people take that well it's it there's it's it's not like a <laughs> one out of ten people like as best they can yeah it's more like the couple times I've done that the do you regret it do I regret handling what? it that way no I feel like the worst no. thing to do is just to like, I don't, ghost I'm like I don't yeah yeah, yeah. I, can't do I, that. I can't ghost yeah I ask because. I, I feel like so many people say they, they just want you to be upfront and straightforward. And if you're mm-hmm. not interested, say you're not interested, which I do. And it never yeah. Yeah, seems it doesn't to be go accepted well. well. Dating messages are like mixed messages. It's like on one hand, yeah, they're like, oh, it's so shitty to ghost someone and just stop talking to them. But then when you're like, hey, like you're really nice, but like I just like am not interested in continuing to see you. Then they like flip out. And I'm like, well, did you want me to just like, what did you want me to do? do? I'm right. trying my best but here. Also- that should just be reinforcement to you of like, yeah, I'm making a good just de- good decision if this is how you react in that situation. Yeah. I feel like you know? people are so emotional and like they don't know how to cope with their emotions or handle them because because of the lack of interaction that we have. Like every sure. past year we get less interactive. Like you're saying like, oh, I can't really know until I'm in the room. Mm-hmm. But it's like you almost see people's like emotional fight or flight kind of engaging if they don't have a good lid on stuff. So like, yeah, like you probably feel those feelings inside, but the fact that you're freaking out at me is probably an indicator that, yeah, I'm making the right decision here. (laughs) Yeah. You're going to lose your shit on me because it's not working out. Like, I'm sorry that you see it as a waste of time and I'm sorry that you know, it didn't work out, but also I did invest a certain amount of time myself to at least try, Yeah, you know, can't fault me for that. hundred percent. And also a big thing is to do the, I hope you can understand the, I hope you can understand oh. puts it back on them and like, okay. then they look like a dick or an asshole. He's <laughs> like a ninja. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's He's like, like an emotional dating ninja. <laughs> but like on, on the opposite end of the problem, I think for me, it's like when things are going well, I feel like so many problems with dating culture is just like the whole aspect of like, oh, I got to keep this on the DL. Yeah. I got to like figure things out. I can't like express how strongly I feel too soon. I got to be super calculated about when I deliver certain messages and be yep. either stoic, yeah. ambiguous or mysterious the rest of the time. Yeah. Yeah. 
And it's just like, I don't know. I think that's part of the problem. And then either people get bored or people get upset. And it's like easier, surprisingly, for you to hurt someone's feelings if they like get the vibe of like, oh, like, what if this person isn't actually really interested in being with me? They just see me as a way to blow time. And are they talking to other people? Like, you know, why won't they show me to my friend or their friends or why don't they you know want me to be around when certain people are around you know yeah i don't like the guessing game i just straight up ask like what's going on here yeah i'm like i don't want to create scenarios in my head like let's just communicate and see what's up that makes me think about so many other things that are problems like dating right now it's like the fomo of like what if there's something else that's better than the current thing i have and then you I, you realize, and some, sometimes you might be right, you could be in a total shit situation, but like so many people are in perfectly happy or great situations. Mm-hmm. And then it just like crumbles because it's like, oh, like it's, it's like kind of like there's this episode of Master of None, like Aziz Sansari on, on Netflix. And they mm-hmm. spend all day, like they want tacos for, for lunch and they spend all day trying to figure out where the best tacos in wow. New York City are. And they spent hours and they finally decided after doing lots of like Yelp review research and stuff, they figure out which one to go to. So they go to this taco truck and by the time they get there, it closed. Oh my gosh. It's like a paralysis. Right. And it's like dating shouldn't be like shopping. Right. I don't know. I just feel like with hundreds and hundreds of people at your fingertips, you just always think that you're going to be able to do bigger and better. Like there's always going to be something else out there that you haven't seen. I was dating one girl for several years and she decided to break up with me. And one of the main rationale that she tried to poetically tell me was that, you know, it's like you're a pair of shoes and I've only worn you for this whole time. And it's like, what if there's a better fit out there? Someone said that to you? (laughs) Oh my God. It's like, I was like, great. <laughs> you see me like a pair of shoes. Well, I hope yeah. all the other ones give you blisters. Like, fuck like you. <laughs> well, in my head, I was like, I mean, these shoes seem to fit and work pretty well, but I mean, I guess there could be a better there pair of shoes. There could be a more there. comfortable pair of that shoes. That is yeah. wild. Yeah. I hope you wear, I hope your next boyfriend is Skechers Shape Ups <laughs> or Crocs. <laughs> I hope they're like, nine inch pumps yeah. <laughs> hope you're in physical you agony go. at all times yeah that's terrible i'm very sorry well i mean like it's like to me the antithesis of what it's like probably to date in this time like you have unlimited options at your fingertips, yeah. and you're everyone's so indecisive they don't know how yeah. to commit but they're also afraid of not having the greatest thing it's like like embarrassingly like i talk about this with charlie and other people it's like how many nights have you got on gotten on netflix and sat there for an hour yeah. and a half yep. watching trailers and you didn't actually watch anything yep because you're like why i'm yeah you're yeah, afraid yeah. to commit to watching a tv yeah. show what if it's not the best show i could be watching <laughs> you know what if you only want to watch one episode right have you seen yeah. the new feature that they put on though because like it's like a random feature just like pick up and so. yeah so it's only on like our one downstairs on the tv it doesn't show up on whatever else i watch Dang. it on so like Netflix, because Charlie was talking to me once about how like, man, I kind of miss television because like it told me what to watch. 
And if I didn't like it, I could flip the channel. But like, I didn't have to sit there and be like, okay, I'm watching this. I can throw something on. So Netflix now has a feature where it has a button that just says play something. And so it plays something it think you might like uh, based on what you've watched. And if you don't like it, you can hit play something again and it'll start up a different show. Like changing a channel on the TV. Well, that yeah. feature reminds me of Hinge's feature where it's most compatible. So they will show you a profile that they think's most compatible for you. Which and I want to see times- those algorithms because my I'm God. Saying, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're not good. No. So, a lot of the times <laughs> they're, they're usually the worst. <laughs> well, some people have been most compatible with like their brother. Hinge has like shown them. And so they're like, this is scarring. This is really that's, rough. That's, oh my God, that's so <laughs> I could not imagine seeing any of my sisters. Yeah, yeah. usually they're not good. Uh, do you, you say, has that happened to you? Um, Not like a sibling, but I feel like they don't take, when they do the most compatible, they don't take in like any of the things that you already set as your preference. They'll be like, here's this like 50 year old man. I'm like, you know, 20 years is a large gap for me. I was really looking for like five to seven, but that's fine. Yeah, I don't have that issue. It's I think it's because strange. I have my my, um, my preferences. It's very strict, my age limit. And it says it, there's an option if you're flexible to go without beyond yeah. that. So Sarah, you might need to refresh your preferences. No, mine is. But whatever the most compatible ones are always outside of whatever I've set. They just take my suggestions to the wayside. Oh, I know. And that makes me think of like, uh, this is going on a tangent, but kind of like another problem, especially with guys. I think also another reason why so many things go wrong for guys with Tinder and dating stuff is they literally pick for no other reason than what someone might look like. And then they show up and realize they have nothing in common, no common interest. They don't even know what you do. And they like, it's it's just like childish, like picking for the absolute wrong reasons to try Mm -hmm. and date somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I hate dating. I just like the relationship yeah. it really part. Does suck. The relationship yeah. part's like easy. Just watch some movies, maybe cook some dinner. Yeah. You know? But yeah. the sussing it out to see if you're compatible part's <laughs> rough. Like, let's just get to the part where we're just Netflix and chilling. I feel like there's also this pressure of like yeah. more of a pressure of when you know, like, oh, this is going to be more of a legit thing of like, especially yeah. if you're like, the you one taking someone on, on a date it's like, it's like you have to have like this really awesome cool plan for what you're gonna do that night and like money oh, and- <laughs> i don't know we've both gotten stuck with the whole bill multiple times yeah definitely. oh either way like if, if you're the one making the plans i just feel like there's pressure of like i need to be like everything needs to be like awesome like i i, I used to get that way a lot see it's i try not stressful. to put too much pressure on the first date so yeah. i'm like let's go to mcdonald's <laughs> <laughs> allison did do that one time i did i did do it and i regretted it so much yeah. because it was like a shoebox of a mcdonald's and i didn't realize that's where all the homeless hung out so like the whole time we were talking we were like swatting the flies Nothing. They were also getting in fights like right behind us. I'm like, I'm oh. sorry. I was like, I tried to put less pressure on it. It was my first Tinder date. So I was like really nervous. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. I feel it. So it's been a while. It's been a while <laughs> for me on this uh, this dating app game. It's been a decade now. <laughs> really in my prime. Oh my gosh. Mine. Yeah. Damn. I was using it probably eight years ago. That's wild. And and I remember like I I remember my first Tinder date. I was in high school 
and I matched with. Oh my god, you were in high school when Tinder came out. Oh I know. my uh, god. I'm sorry to remember reverting back to when you went. Oh, you're so, still young. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I remember it was just like we matched and like we went to like Starbucks after school and like. How did your mom yeah. drive you? No. <laughs> <laughs> No, I had a car by then, but okay, okay. I'm, yeah. but I don't think I told my mom where I was going. I was probably like, I'm gonna go hang out with my buddy. Like <laughs> I feel like that could be so risky. I would be now no. that's a new fear. You have unlocked a new fear of me having a child and them going on well, Tinder and meeting with like some 50-year-old woman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. Um, I remember I remember though at one point they like Cause we would, we would swipe on it like in the middle of class. And I remember one day we showed up and they're like, Tinder is not available at this location to where they realized like, oh, that's a high school. Oh. And they like blocked it. Well, that's that good at least. They, yeah. They thought yeah. that through. They These are things I have never thought about. Yeah. Damien's like, I've, I only tried it once. It definitely wasn't in high school. <laughs> it definitely was not in high school. Sure. I think yeah. he, it came out like our senior year of college. Yeah. Your senior year of college. Yeah. 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 Do you guys still use it? Um, not Tinder. I'm okay. on all of them. <laughs> I, don't I feel like use- Tinder is the hit it and quit it. If that's what yeah. you want, that's where you go. I feel like that's one of the main reasons that I don't like it. And probably the same reason why like so many people are just like, who can I hook up with tonight? They're not really looking for a legit relationship. Which no judgment. If that's what you want, that's where to go. But yeah, I feel like Hinge and Bumble are like. No, I've definitely casted a wide net with all the dating apps, but Mm -hmm. I'm not really on them often. So I really wanted to go out and meet people in person. So we'll see once they start opening up a little bit more and I can start airdropping my photos to the (laughs) random people nearby. But it's like, you know, what, how else do you meet people? It's like, like our parents' generations have talked about like, this is ridiculous. Like you're just supposed to meet normal people and and go out and do life. And then you just think about it and realize, Mm -hmm. oh, they married people that they worked with at their job for 20 years or like, it's like you didn't really like go out either or I, I know, know somebody back in the day who put in a newspaper ad. It was my Ooh. like uncle's like brother-in-law and that's how he had found his wife. So that's he put crazy. an ad in the paper looking like the for someone to date him. Yeah, the peanut colada stuff. <laughs> but I feel like people were also getting married way younger. Like you were not that's dealing true. for this for as long. But I feel like that still holds true depending on where you're dating. Like when I came to Nashville and like the age of people that were already married in Boston, yeah. you don't get married until you're like 37 or older. Like it is the prime, like everyone's single bachelor city. But I feel like down here it's different. Yeah. Like in the South and like Midwest, it's it's, the timeline's a, a little different. Definitely a cultural thing. I guess that makes sense too, though, because it's like the best place to keep meeting new people is in school. And then yeah. once you get out of school, it's like, how do you meet people? That John Mulaney skit where he's like talking about Jesus and he's like, we all talk about Jesus Christ, but the real miracle of Jesus is that he was 33 years old and made 12 best friends. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, it's so difficult. 
Like dating as an adult, hard. Like making a new friend when you move to a city, you're like, they're not just like built in for me. I don't just go into a room and everyone's my age and I just pick a few and I call them my friend. So if you guys want to be Sarah's friend in Nashville, (laughs) this is, she's baiting you for that right now. Uh, Yeah, I heard people use Bumble too, like for friends stuff. Yeah, Bumble BFF. We have a friend who, a new friend from Wisconsin that moved here that does that. Oh, really? Yeah, she's loved it so far. It's been probably like a month or two since she's went on it. And she's like, yeah, I'm going to brunch with my friends. Like the ones you met. And she's like, yep. Like, fuck yeah. Yeah, my sister's on Bumble BFF. And she said she's been uh, meeting some cool people. So maybe I'll, you know, head in that direction. (laughs) No, there's so many different ways to meet people now. The more I think about it, the more I feel like societally we should put more emphasis on that on friends versus dating yeah just like building friendships yeah yeah that's how people meet other people too is like dating wise is they'll introduce you to their friend yeah right although yeah yeah, which that fired on that comes with one of yeah, that's why a- I always say no. And Sarah has like, she agrees with me on that. It can get awkward. Yeah, it backfired just, on me once hard. You can destroy a whole community. Yeah. If two people in a new friend group get together and then it falls apart, then the whole friend group can yeah. fall apart. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of pressure too. Like I've seen that happen. I've been guilty of being a part of that before. Mm-hmm. Like, I've even been guilty of that when like there was, I was in this friend group where I'll do some stuff all the time. There's this girl in the group that like really liked me a lot and I didn't know it. And then I found out and then I proceeded to act as if I had never heard that information. And then once she found out that I knew the whole time, it was just Mm -hmm. like, it all fell apart. And then my reaction was, okay, maybe the best move for me is to dip and give some space and then that was met with more problems because it was like, <laughs> I didn't want you to leave my life forever. And I was like, I, uh, I, yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, I don't Lord. Yeah. Then it became like almost uh-huh. like uh, the whole thing with Olivia Rodrigo and like people like having sides and stuff. And I was uh, just like, and he was like, I just wish we were all friends again, hanging out. Like this is so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, uh, driver's license song was that's who you're talking about right olivia Mm -hmm. yeah that was a big tiktok one talk about a breakup song there's a lot of drama around that song yeah very much so well we've got less than a minute though but thank you guys so much yeah this has been so much fun thank you so much for having us on 10 out of 10 a lot of fun yeah thank you guys so much for doing this and taking time out of your day we really appreciate it yeah. No problem. Of course. Thanks for asking us to be on it. But of we'll course. keep following you. We're very excited. Yes, we are we your cheerleaders. You. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay, guys, that was an awesome chat. Go follow Lost Stars Music, all one word, on TikTok and on Instagram. Get all of the updates on their music ventures and everything else that's happening. Go check out Here's to Being Single on Amazon Music and Apple Music. I'm telling you, it's amazing. Also, follow them on Spotify. They're seriously so great, and their songs are stuck in my head nonstop. Oh, and I'll plug our podcast as well. Subscribe, tell your friends, follow us on Instagram, 
for the love of Chad underscore podcast. And if you've got any dating topics or want to share any stories, you can email us at for the love of Chad dot podcast at gmail.com. Thanks so much. Thanks for hanging out with us.